Welcome back to the Evelyn Fusen Show. Uh, you are in for a real treat today. Um, I have Kayla Weber, who is a local artist here in Kentucky. Uh, she is a painter and a phenomenal one at that. Um, most recently, too, she just got to paint a um, horse for Keeneland, which is a racetrack in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, she's actually actually been commissioned for two of those. So the first one uh, came up in the last couple months and it was fun watching her process on Instagram. But in this episode, we talk about so many things, her journey to where she is today and what she's looking forward to in the future. But one of the one of the themes that I think is really the most powerful is to focus on um, the risk the risk that we take, uh, both in stepping into that expansive thing that's calling to us or to, to not. And in this case, Kayla's story and where she's headed and the things that she's getting to do, um, making art, making her art a full-time, not a side hustle, but a full-time, um, lucrative endeavor where she's just now also getting to retire her husband to join her in that. And um, they're going to begin to traveling the world together as they focus on actually shifting more of her business model into a wholesale market. So it frees up more of her time. Um, So not only is she doing what she loves, but she has scaled in such a way and will continue to scale in such a way that she uh, gets to really pick and choose what she's going to take on and make a living out of that, doing the things that she loves, being with her family. And uh, this episode is just incredible. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Evelyn Fusen Show. Today, I'm so excited to get to bring um, a fabulous guest to you. Her name is Kayla Weber, and she is a phenomenal artist and painter. And you are based, I think, in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Is that right? Yes. So my studio is in Nicholasville. I actually live in Lexington. We're trying to move out that way closer to the studio since I'm there all the time. But um, yeah, we are in Nicholasville on my family's business property. Um, It's kind of crazy. We've got wedding venues on the property, a garden center, my art studio. My dad's a landscape architect. So there's like multiple businesses all surrounding the area. That's (laughs) awesome. And your art studio doubles as a storefront, right? You sell out of your studio. Yes. So I have a little tiny kind of storefront area we do in the larger area. We do like workshops and um, all kinds of stuff in there. I rent it out for rehearsal dinners too. It's kind of like a a very multiple usage for a building, I guess. So yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So just a question on my part too, are, are, are your family out there often too in different buildings and capacities? So you all are just there together regularly? Yes. Yeah, so we're there all, all there at the same time. My mom does the wedding. So she's kind of always giving tours and getting ready for um, weddings throughout the year. My dad is there way too much. <laughs> um, he runs a landscape business there. So there's another office that he's in that I actually had my first studio in before we ended up building this one. Um, yeah, so we're all, all there all the time. And my, uh, son Max comes down and then I try to pawn him off on, on them so I can actually work and they have to watch. (laughs) So it works out well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. I love that unity and community too, of just togetherness and all kind of entrepreneurial as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Well, take us back. Take me back to when you first discovered um, your your love and affinity for it's painting, right? Did you yes. do another medium before that, or painting has always been what it is? Um, always painting. Obviously, like from a very young age, um, like three years old, I was coloring in the lines and always very creative. So my mom um, kind of pushed me towards that a lot. She was always getting me like craft supplies and stuff like that. So I always grew up painting and drawing and being creative. Um, in high school is kind of when I, well, I guess middle school and high school, I started taking more painting classes and really got into it and realized that like I was pretty good at it. And it was exciting because, you know, it's fun to be good at something. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of pushed myself. I had some really great art teachers throughout my um, like high school career and I got to college and I just thought I was going to be, I wanted to be a teacher because I just never, at that point, it was 2008 when I graduated high school, I just didn't see myself as like a gallery artist. And I just, there was no like clear route to kind of make money as an artist. So that was not even like an option I thought at that time. So I wanted to be a teacher and I figured I'd have like a little art business on the side or something. I actually wanted to be a wedding coordinator too on the side. So it's kind of funny at like 17, I basically planned out my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it all ends up coming true, which is really, really neat that I had that kind of vision at that young of an age. But yeah. I went to college at Transylvania University and got a or started out my major as an elementary teacher. And I was still taking a ton of art classes. And my advisor was like, hey, why are you taking all these art classes? Are you minoring in this? Like, what are you doing? And she kind of was like, why don't you just switch to elementary or to art education instead of elementary education and I was like oh that's not that's a good idea that makes sense I love art I'd probably really be good at teaching it I guess um so I decided to switch my major my end of my sophomore year and then beginning of my junior year I was able to um, study abroad because I switched so you, you know you can't really study abroad for education because our education systems are so different from other countries, Mm. but I was able to go over to Italy and study art, which would, you know, apply to my major. So that was super exciting. I kind of, the reason I switched was actually to be able to study. Uh, (laughs) I was like, which part of Italy, which part of Italy, Florence, Florence, Italy. And it was, I studied abroad there too. What year were you there? I also graduated in 2012 from Georgetown. So cool. Yeah. I was there in 2011. Me too. Really? Were you there yeah. in the fall? Um, we, I was in the spring semester. So we, I left in January. I came in the fall. So oh, that's yeah. very oh cool. Gosh. I'm also an art major. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's so fascinating. And I just remembered before we started recording, um, you all have heard me talk about Katie before, my best friend. She actually gave me a, a print of yours from Florence. I actually uh-huh. didn't know it was your print. I had already asked you if you wanted to be a guest uh-huh. and I saw something on Instagram or something. And I was like, wait a second, I already have your artwork. Uh-huh. So I have your Florence print that you did. Oh, neat. <laughs> that yeah. is a small world. How crazy. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to interrupt you. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's so neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, was, I studied in Florence and it was like the best experience ever. I had, um, a really, 
crazy Italian professor that was really scary, but she pushed me so hard and um, just really made me like a better artist. And the whole experience just obviously takes you out of your comfort zone. You're alone in a foreign country and Mm -hmm. it was so amazing. So that was a huge kind of turning point when I just really was like, wow, I love just being able to be creative and go to the studio all day. And this is like, I was like, this is the life. Like I'm just, I can paint and then go get a gelato, come back. paint some more, yes. some wine. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of, that was like a neat turning point. Um, obviously I came back to Kentucky, finished my degree. And then I was kind of nervous. I didn't think I would get a teaching job right off the bat, just because there's usually only one per school. And once they're in there, they stay forever. So right. I was, that's kind of one of the reasons I didn't want to switch my major just because I thought I would kind of be shooting myself in the foot, not being able to find a job, but I actually got offered like, I think it was two or three jobs right out off the bat. So wow. I got to choose. I was a, either, I could have gone to an elementary school or back to the high school I went to. So I got a job at Dunbar. Um, mm. I ended up choosing elementary just because I was 22 and I was like, high schoolers are really big and scary and they're really close <laughs> to my age. And I'm like, this is just weird. So went with elementary. It was, um, all great. I, you know, loved it. Met my husband there at the school. Mm-hmm. So that was all, you know, happened for a reason, obviously, but yeah. I taught for six years. And while I was teaching, I was, I kind of started like my first year painting like dogs and houses and just random things for like coworkers and friends and family. Um, so that kind of like started me off. I was had my little art business on the side. It was nothing serious, but it was nice because any um, extra money I was making went to like my, my husband's travels. So that was um, exciting just to be making a little extra money on the side. And we felt like we had all this extra money because we're, you know, like young and poor and <laughs> teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that was, that was great. It was just kind of our little travel money. And we ended up, we got married 2015. And that was kind of when I started planning weddings because we got married at the barn, which is on the property where my studio is. So our barn venue just kind of became a business really quick after we got married. And I was doing that, doing the art, doing the um, teaching thing. And I kind of was like, you know what, this is could actually be a real business. I started seeing other artists on Instagram, like blowing up and get, making a lot of money and really like turning their like Instagram and social media into a business. So I was like, you know what, that's pretty cool. Like I should focus more on that kind of switch over my personal Instagram, make it more about art and really start posting that a lot and try to kind of build some traction and get more, get out there and things like that. So after we got married, I kind of switched over, started doing um, I built a website and started doing markets, was like really starting to put myself out there. Um, I think it was at that point I started making prints of my artwork and t- trying to kind of test that out just so that obviously I had a full-time job. I was planning weddings on the weekends and then I was also trying to be a, be an artist. Yeah. So I was like, really need to make prints so that I don't have to sit here and paint these things a thousand times and I can make some you know passive income by making prints. So that was a big turning point also, because I was able to take something that I painted once and reproduce it a ton so that I can make some more profit off of it. Scale it right up. Yeah. So that kind of all started happening. It just was, it was a slow process, obviously. Like I was really busy, but I was, I've always been like a night owl. I would stay up like all night painting. I would, you know, after teaching all day, 
which is quite exhausting. Children yeah. are a lot, yeah. especially in the art room. Cause I'd be like doing crafts and painting and stuff all day long, running around. Um, it was, it was so fun. I mean, I was young, so it was okay. Now I'm like, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good. So I just kind of started painting more, still doing commissions and dogs and all kinds of things like that. It was, I think like 2016 or 17, I had a coworker ask me to paint a horse racing scene. And she was like, I want it super colorful, kind of like abstract, but just like have fun with it. So it was kind of the first one I'd really done like that. And it was, um, oh, baby's crying. No. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. I loved it. I ended up finishing it like in, it was while I was painting it, I was like, this is what I want to be doing. Like, this is awesome. Um, so yeah, so that was like a huge other turning. There's been a lot of turning points, <laughs> but that was kind of the moment I was like, wow, this is like what I want to do. I want to paint more of these. I want to do more Kentucky things. I want to kind of give my spin on, um, that kind of, that kind of stuff, you know, people from Kentucky love Kentucky. So I was like, I should paint stuff that resonates with people around me because they'll want to buy it. They'll want to put it in their home and you know what? Hello. Yeah, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Right. So that's kind of when I started doing all the Kentucky things and um, going in that direction. But yeah, I just feel like I rambled for a long time. Um, do you want to stop me? Any, <laughs> you did not. You did not. My whole life story. <laughs> yes. No, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful also. So that there's a the premise to, to why I started the podcast in the first place is I, I work as a life and mindset coach. However, the path to growth and to the things that we want in life is never linear. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to have conversations around the path that we took to get where we are, where we're going so that people understand and can also just normalize like the process of being human together, the creative process, right? You know, there, you had a, you had a commission that really led to a style that has become emblematic of something that you've carried forward and something that you love. And that's so cool. Like that wasn't something that had to be contrived. It got to happen organically. And I think it's so powerful, um, especially for creative people who are like, I don't know how to get my art or my creativity into a box, into someone's home. And so that journey and that path is beautiful. So I appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I saw too, I love too, that you lend a lot of your creative work too. goes to your son. Is it Max? Yes. Okay. I don't stalk you. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw that you had, uh, you made some dump trucks for his, (laughs) for his birthday. It was so cute. Uh, Painted them. I'm like, even in that, in that vein, it's so much fun that you get to lend uh, your gifts in that way too. No, yeah. I love, love party planning and doing all those things. So yeah, (laughs) I've gone in a lot of directions with my job, but obviously landed on painting and um, art and stuff like that. But yeah, I always thought I would be like big time wedding coordinator too, but you know, all the event planner, I guess, but you know, on the side. Well, well, there's still time, you know, if (laughs) that's still there for you and clearly (laughs) you have, you know, you have a lot of different passions. I think that's one of the things too, with multi-passionate people, it's like, where do I even land? What lead do I follow? Which direction is the best <laughs> way to go? Yes. You know, Cause yes. it's, yeah, there's lots of, lots of options, especially nowadays with social media and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yes, 
Yes. And I think, I think in some ways it's really powerful because we have invitations all over the place. And in some ways we get overwhelmed so we can stay when we just need to move forward and just pick a direction and just see how it goes. Yeah. And then you figure it out kind of as you go, like, okay, well, this was really, I was passionate about this, but maybe it's not the right fit in that way. That's kind of how I felt about the weddings and stuff like that. Just because I'm like, my weekends are kind of like my sacred time. And I feel like now I'm with kids. I'm like, okay, I need to probably cut back on these a little bit and try to focus more on art in that direction because that's where I feel the most happy and being able to have time with my, my kid and stuff on the weekend. So. And what, what year did you officially transition like out of, out of just doing art part-time? Like what, when did that take root of when you shifted? Yeah. So um, when I started doing the horse, more horse paintings, um, that was probably 2017, I would think. Um, And that year I just really, like push myself and started to do more work like on my own, just kind of like smaller collections when I had time, 2017, 2018. And the beginning of 2017, I guess, I asked my principal, I was like, can I, so I had a bunch of plannings because with the way the schedule was, I had like little random hours all throughout the day, throughout the days and weeks that um, of course I'm like trying to do like art business things (laughs) during those because like, I'd been, you know, I'd been a teacher for five years and I kind of had it all under control and didn't need all those different hours. So I was like trying to use those hours in a way that would help the other business that I was running. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, could, is there any way we could combine all these planning blocks into one day so that I have one day off a week and I can just focus and stay home and focus on art and do that. So she was very supportive and agreed to it. And I, um, I had to take like a pay cut because technically I was like not full-time anymore, um, but I still had a full schedule, which was hard. But uh, so I took the pay cut, was still just as busy at school, but had one day off a week, which was awesome. Um, So on that one day, I was able to do all the marketing things I needed to do, all the painting I wanted. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it, a lot more. And I was able to see like money-wise, like that I could make more in that one day from doing artwork than my teacher salary for two weeks. So I was like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So this is cool. Um, I can definitely replace my teacher salary with this one day. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So that kind of just made me like, really like stop right. My tracks, like, wow. Like I could, if just imagine if I had five days to, you know, dedicate to my artwork and marketing and social media and all this stuff. So that was like a huge turning point. Like obviously I talked it over with my husband and we kind of got through about halfway that through that year of me having that one day off. And we we're like, you know, this is silly for me not to go full on with this and like really go for it because, and obviously we were married. So we had his full-time income, you know, that was kind of like the, a good like safety net too. Cause I was, I was scared. I didn't know, like, what if no one wants to buy my art later? You know, like, what if I do this and then we're poor and <laughs> we can't afford to pay our mortgage, you know? So I was, I was terrified, but I did kind of have um, the wedding stuff on the side still too. So I was like, you know what, we can make this work no matter what, like, it'll be fine. Obviously a huge leap of faith, but I ended up um, putting my resignation in at the end of 2018. So I quit May 2018 was my last, my last teaching month, which was very sad just because I'd grown up with these kids. Like I hadn't, you know, 
a whole class. So I had every um, grade, kindergarten through fifth grade. So I kind of watched them all grow up as kindergartners all the way to fifth grade. It's like we kind of, they were graduating to middle school and I was leaving. So it was, it was, it was sad and tough because I loved it so much. And, um, but it, I knew it was the right decision because I just was burning the candle at both ends for so long and knew like this would give me flexibility. I could, we could start a family eventually. I would be able to stay home with my kid, you know, like it was just, it, I knew it was the right stuff. And I wanted to kind of join on with my parents and their, you know, entrepreneur, you know, uh, their business and everything there. So I quit. I still had my home studio at that point, but at the end of the summer, I moved my studio to a little tiny room in the office at Spring House where my parents work or own their business that they own. And I was like all excited. I had like my own little space and I was like, wow, I have so much room. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Um, and I immediately, like after a month, I was busting out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, had so I started hiring like interns and had um some help here and there and that was awesome but again I was you know starting to accumulate a ton of prints because of all the paintings I've been doing tons of inventory and just like it was like a not a not a big room and I was like okay this is not good (laughs) we're gonna have to do something here because I can't move in here I can't paint um but it was great while it lasted really um so at that point we kind of started like business was going really good like people I mean I had lots of orders all the time. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. I was just like, I cannot believe that people are like buying my artwork and I'm doing all the orders, all these, and it was just so fun. Cause I was, it just didn't seem real to me. I was like, I'm making my schedule. I can get up at like 9am if I'm like, yeah. <laughs> whenever um, I waved my husband goodbye at 6am when he left for school. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> Sorry about your life. Sorry. <laughs> Not a morning person, but um, yeah. So it was just, it was great. And kind of just crazy. I was helping with events and doing stuff with uh, my parents' business. And, uh, but at that point, probably like September, 2018, we were like, maybe we should start thinking about building a building or doing something where I can have more space. So um, that was, didn't really materialize until 2019. We really started talking to different builders and architects and um, getting a plan figured out. And I didn't think it would ever happen because it's, you know, the building process is just a nightmare and takes forever. But um, yeah, 2020, we signed the dotted line. And that was also a super crazy year because I was pregnant. Mm. COVID happened. I had the baby right during COVID. (laughs) And here we are about to sign our life away and build a building and put all of our money into the studio for me. And I'm like, what's happening with the world? everyone's scared of everything. I mean, it was just, it was a terrifying step, but that was kind of, I feel like another huge, 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 huge step in like building this dream and keeping things going and keep growing, you know, being able to keep growing and keep doing things that are, you know, you know, getting me to where I want to be. So, right. Yeah. So that was a huge, another step. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it feels, it feels like a great risk too. I mean, you're right. You're, you're, signing the life that you knew on the line of going, I'm going to risk for this. Um, because I I've, I've got to, I've got to grow. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, tell me what has been the most rewarding part of following this path? Oh man. Um, I feel like just all, I mean, all of it really, like it is a dream come true that I can 
do what I love every day. Like it doesn't feel like work. I wake up and I'm excited. Like I look forward to Monday because I'm like, it's a fresh week, a new, um, new start. I get to, I get to go do these things. I get to go work. I look forward to going to my building because it's beautiful and there's windows and indoor plants and we just put on music. It's like very calming and Mm -hmm. it's just a creative space. I have um, a ton of, I have five actually wonderful employees now that help me so much. Um, I used to do it all on my own and that was a lot. Uh, Obviously we've grown a ton in this past year of having a, a retail space and room to expand and grow. So it's definitely not like it, like when I was doing it, we were probably not at the volume we're at now, <laughs> but um, yeah, just having um, a really nice and a really fun team and creative team that helps me. And I don't know, I mean, I guess another huge reward is just being able to have Max there with me and I can stay home with him. Like today I was tired. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay home <laughs> with my, with my child and we're going to watch his favorite shows and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just, I mean, I think it's just having the flexibility and the, um, yeah, just being able to do what I love and when I want to do it, if I don't feel like it today, you know what, I don't have to call my boss or call in sick or anything. I just don't do, you know, it's, it's just, it is a dream life, honestly. And being able to go to a beautiful place every day and mm. yeah, just get to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was having a conversation last week, you know, uh, we were talking about, the term was lucky. Mm-hmm. And, um, she is, a she's a seven and eight figure business coach. And I was pointing out to her, she had her partner on for an event we were doing for her clients. Mm-hmm. And I told them afterward, I, I said, you know, when we are standing on our platforms in front of these people that we're leading and you get to bring your partner into the mix and, and embody what is possible for them, you are, you're elevating the game. You're showing somebody what's possible and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I feel so lucky. And I said, no, we have to change that language. It's not luck. It was absolutely created. Mm-hmm. And so your dream life, Kayla, it has come with the risk. It has come with the intention and, and you've built it, you've created it and it's so powerful. Um, and so I commend you for it. Like, I love that you're thriving and that you're moving and, and also what's really neat too, in that vein too, is looking at the lives that you've affected, that you've brought people into your community, you employ, you help further their own dreams and their own lives by living into your own. And that's really powerful. That is really neat. I like, I like how you put that. It's really never really thought about it like that. And that's, yeah, that is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I too, I, I love too. you just painted a horse for Keeneland that was gorgeous (laughs) and that was a dream come true too, right? Yeah. So on my bucket list that I wrote in 2010, I wanted to paint a horse you know, the Lexing, Lex Arts ones that are all over town. Yeah. Um, I never, like, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to, but I put it on there and, um, you know, they did them this year and it was just super sad. I actually got selected to do two of them. I haven't done my second one yet, but the fact that Keeneland bought mine was just like, that was like, you know, just the icing on the cake because I just wanted to paint one. I didn't care where it went, but yeah, the fact yeah. that it's be Keeneland forever is just, so neat. And so that's, we just have such a cool partnership with them. I'm in their, um, gift stores and have my prints in there, which was 
a dream come true and a um on another list of my dreams <laughs> amazing so yeah it's been good we do a lot of wholesale now and that's kind of where the business is heading more in this time yeah uh, we've been going to like the Atlanta market and we have accounts all over the country now that are selling my artwork which is crazy um so that's kind of where we're heading I think and that's why I needed space to be able to have these huge orders and package them and do all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been good. My, um, and like you're saying, bringing other people into my community, my husband, who is a teacher, like I said, is actually quitting his job. I think right now he's telling his staff. Um, so he's going to join me and help my dad out a little bit here and there too. But I mean, it's just crazy that like, we're able to both just kind of jump in and do this. And I'm just really excited for the flexibility of both of us being entrepreneurs and him not having to always be on the school schedule. And now we'll just be able to like travel and do the things we want to do and keep kind of pushing this business out there. And yeah, so that's some news that we're really excited about. Well, congratulations. That's fantastic. (laughs) And what an incredible feeling, right? It really is. Yeah. And then let's take it a step further too. You know, your little guy, that's what he's going to get to grow up watching and seeing that possibility Mm -hmm. that is legacy generational. (laughs) That is some good Uh, stuff. My dad is hoping that Max will take over Springhouse, like his part of the business. Yeah. So he's grooming him really. He's like, oh, he's out (laughs) having water. He's always just planting the seeds he's yes he's he's tending the garden right now (laughs) yes that's amazing well I love to so tell me what is the bucket list for 2023 looking forward what's that look like that is okay I know I feel like I see I don't know if you follow the Enneagram but I'm like hardcore three and I feel like in my very three way, I can't plan, I can't like set goals without knowing I can achieve. <laughs> so I'm like such a bad goal setter because I'm like, unless I know that I can make that happen, I like hate to even like say it, but I'm going to put it out there. So I would love to be, I don't know if you all have seen the Woodford bottles where they pick an artist every year. Mm, I would love to I have not a Woodford bottle. They like have an art, a different artist. I think it's every year. And they choose like you paint something specifically for them and they're on the wood bottle, which is all over the world, which is that's on the goal list. Um, I think just, and then another goal would just be to continue to expand um, through like the um, wholesale markets to other um, states and maybe get all 50 states being all 50 states would be really cool Mm -hmm. selling um, our artwork. So yeah, I don't know. Those are probably two. I don't know. I don't know if they'll they'll ever happen, but we'll see. (laughs) I love that. And I am familiar with the Enneagram. I'm an eight, which is a challenger. So I'm going to challenge you just a little bit because you actually, you know, you said my, my boyfriend is a three. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have a affinity two for threes. Mm -hmm. Um, Something you said is interesting. I'm really bad at saying things out loud that I don't know that I can achieve. Yes. Yet each and every time in your business, you mm-hmm. set a bucket list in place that you have achieved. Yes. So you're proof that that is possible. <laughs> so I think really what it gets to be is I really just get to decide what it is I want on the list and then I'll make it happen. Yeah. 
somehow, some way. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yes. So I just want to empower you in that too, because there's, um, there's so much here and, you know, new levels, new devils, there's always going to be growth on the other side mm-hmm. of each of those things. Um, and, you know, continuing to choose as you maybe want to expand your family too, really prioritizing or guarding your time. Sometimes, you know, like even I was thinking too, when you had to say goodbye to the, um, to being the art teacher that you loved, it reminded me of the word of sacrifice. The sacrifice is just all it means is giving up something of a lesser nature for a higher one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it's a really good, good um, thing in your life, giving that up to go towards the expansion is difficult because it is so good. Like, it's like, I want to be able to stay here, but knowing I can't, I've got, I've got to shed this, this part of me. Yes. I think that is one thing I've always really struggled with is like change and, you know, like giving up certain things and, but, and saying, no, that's been always been a huge, huge thing. I'm always like, sure. I can do that for you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done to myself? I'm so (laughs) tired. But I think that's one thing that I've really grown um, in these past couple of years is just like guarding my, exactly what you said, guarding my time, guarding my yeses, only taking on things that I'm super excited about and know that will make me like fueled and, you know, give me a lot of joy instead of always just saying yes, just because, just because it's an, it's an opportunity doesn't mean it's my opportunity or the right opportunity. And I think that's kind of really changed for me. And I know I can figure out like what I'm really excited about and what I'm not and try to steer clear of the things that, yeah, my, would maybe help me, but is this going to take more of my joy and more of my time that's not worth it? Mm. So I think that's been a huge like big factor in my success and just making me even more happy and making me more successful because I'm only taking on things that really spark joy. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, and, and those conversations and those decisions come for, for everybody in every phase and every, every arena. And I think it's really important to remember, like, this is your life and your experience and, Um, sometimes we don't want to risk like making someone else upset because they won't understand. Um, but I think when you start really thinking, um, like a business owner, like somebody who values your own integrity, your own time and your livelihood to recognize that you saying no is not the end of the world for the other person. And and if they don't understand and whether it's a client, whatever it is, um, it's really empowering to recognize like, I'm the one who has to save my own schedule. So I'm the one who has to stand for me here because no one else is going to guard that, but me. <laughs> so it really is a, it's a shift to, to do that, especially too. I feel like we've really grown up in a world that can kind of conditions you in a way to be um, a pleaser in all facets. Like, well, just strive hustle. You can, you can have it all and you can, but do you want it all? Like, I think that that's the question more than you can. What do you want is really the better question. Oh, yes, definitely. For sure. Yeah, there's so many, like, so many people ask me all the time, like, do you still do commissions? Like, I want you to paint this and that. And I've kind of just closed them unless I know, basically, unless it's something that I know will be really exciting and fun and that I really want to paint. um, I basically just say no, because I know, 
it's just, it'll be such a time suck. And it's just, it's always so much harder to paint something specifically for someone else. And I get in my head and all that kind of stuff. So I've basically just kind of cut those off. And I only do like original series now, things that I want to paint. And then I just sell them as like a collection or, you know, and that's, that's been so helpful. I think too, I, I don't know how some of these artists take so many commissions and do so like, it makes me stressed out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes too, it's like, well, that's the model that they're going to build it out on, but that's not sustainable for where Kayla's going. So that's amazing. Okay. So where is the first place that you all are traveling to? We are actually going to Iceland in a couple weeks. That's and exciting. Max with us. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We just actually just looked at our flights and one of them got changed and now we have like, it's just a disaster. So I'm going to have to be on the phone with uh, United for a few hours after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, good problems to have, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we're just a little anxious to take him because he's obviously a toddler and all over the place, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah. As uh, relaxing as they used to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets to become a, a global citizen. I love that. I've seen, I, I read an article about this family like years ago. I don't have kids of my own. Um, but I was like, man, they, what they did is they homeschooled their kids, but they lived on a boat and they just traveled around like countries. That's, that's how they lived. And I was like, that is amazing. amazing. Like, what an incredible, so much more than in a, you know, out of a textbook in school. Yes. Yes. Just, and, and again, I think too, looking to at at building lives and businesses and, and dreams that we love, it, it really comes down to just figuring out what you want, because sometimes it is, I want, I want my child to grow up in the same community I did. Mm -hmm. And I want to stay here until I die. And that's beautiful. That Mm -hmm. was never something that like, that I really wanted when I hear like right now too, I was looking at flights to Italy. I, I, for me, like when I, I went to Italy, I was like, I feel like part of me, like lived here at some point, like past (laughs) life, something like something, there is something about this. Yeah. Um, and, and like two for me too, when I was there and abroad, I really didn't have, I had an emergency phone, but it was really before, like, I don't know if you had this, but I had to like buy a separate phone because like the plans were kind of outrageous. So I got one there, but I always had it off. So I was like really inaccessible and I spent so much time by myself and it was so like, I was just with me and Mm -hmm. it was so great. <laughs> and um don't you just yeah. want to go back to 2011 and yes Italy yes, again <laughs> I do I do it was so it was it was a beautiful experience and and you know in the art vein there's so much art there did you also have the um like the museum pass so you could just oh, go yeah. oh whenever mm-hmm. I was I the place that I went to the most um was the Bobolee Gardens oh, loved it yes mm-hmm because, you know, I, I was living in, in the city in Florence and for we, I went to, to Lorenzo de' Medici. Mm-hmm. So they put us throughout the city. So we were actually living in buildings with actual Italians. Like I lived at the top of 77 stairs. I remember this too. They're like, <laughs> don't pack a lot. And I had two massive bags, right? I got in at like one or two in the morning 
And I'm like, what have I done? I'm like looking at these <laughs> stairs, up these stairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you leave for the day, you're like, I'm not coming back yep. until I have to come back. <laughs> um, but it was, it was great. And we'd always walk together to go get our groceries and. Um, oh yeah. The groceries. I remember that being so hard, like yes. carrying like 30 pounds of groceries back, like, you know, 20 minute walks. Yes. Um, yeah. And then up the stairs and. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to, what I miss, I love haggling. So like the leather markets, the, oh, yeah. the different girls too would be like, you got to take Evelyn. I'm like, I'll go with you. I'll <laughs> get you a good deal. I got, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so I love it. It's like thrilling too. So yeah. Uh, so good. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. I really appreciate you. And I, um, I'm excited for where you're headed and just really, really encouraged to, for the things ahead. And I can't wait to see your maker's mark bottle not makers was it makers mark a woodford, woodford. Yeah. there's a makers mark one too also so i'm like i'll do both if, if they want yeah i mean why not why not yeah. you know it's gonna happen yes oh i i believe that i i think i think it will i have no doubt anything else too you want to add before we wrap everything up um i think it's good oh i did want to say i think in 2023 i forgot to mention this i'm going to be taking another um group back to Italy oh a painting retreat I did one in 2019 and I think it's gonna happen again in 2023 so oh <laughs> I will keep an eye out I'm not well I wouldn't consider myself a painter I mean that's okay <laughs> I taught elementary I, kids I can teach you <laughs> I have painted I do kind of paint but not yeah not to the level my I really want to learn watercolor like mm-hmm. I and so my, my major is actually an art, but it was digital emphasis. So I did graphics design and photography. So okay. I still do some freelance photography and graphic design here and there, but it's more for my own purposes and yeah. other businesses I support. But that I'll was never <laughs> like, that was never like, um, you know, the reason mine has always been like people and like just listening and, and seeing where we can shift the narrative or just really push past to. Uh, more of that freedom that you're mm-hmm. talking about the freedom of of waking up on Monday and being like this is my week and I, I can't wait to live it you yeah. know mm-hmm. so well thank you again I really really appreciate you this is awesome thank you so much for being here today it's not lost on me that you can be anywhere you can be listening to anyone and I don't take your time for granted I hope that this episode has really help you feel more seen, known, loved, and helps you grow and really challenge things within you that may need to shift or change. It's my honor and privilege to be here in this place with you. If this podcast does mean something to you and you want to help me personally, could you please rate and review where you listen to your podcasts? Because that stuff really does matter. People really do look at ratings And it would help me really grow this space because I would love to grow this community and grow and love together. Or if there's a friend that you kept thinking about in this episode, please send it to them. How much fun is it to get something from someone that made us think of them? Don't we feel so loved and seen? And that's the point and purpose of this podcast. So thank you again for being here. Until next time.